right, and now it's take two for the Monster Talk podcast. Uh, we are on episode 21, and we are going to review Killer Clowns from Outer Space from 1988. And by no means of clowning around, with me are... Meg the Mortician. And Reanimator Rob. So, um, we actually recorded this episode about a week and a half ago, two weeks ago, and then the audio file had one of us being, um, or one of our um, se- our voices sounding really, really far away, so right. this is a re-recording of the episode, so so sorry it took so long to get out there. Um, Rob did, did do a separate autopsy report to kind of fill the gap. So, um, to begin, we're going to start talking about Killer Clowns from Outer Space, um, I've watched this numerous times along with Child's Play 2 and Creepshow. This is one of my comfort movies. Like, I'll just put this on and I'm like an eight-year-old watching <laughs> The Lion King back in like the mid-90s. So for you two, which, Rob, it was very shocking to hear you've never seen this movie before until now. Mm. And Meg, you are very excited to see this movie. I don't. Have you ever heard of it before? Um, No, I don't think I had heard of it before. And yeah, it wasn't as well known I guess with my age group so but super was super excited to watch it I, I'm ashamed to admit that I actually hadn't watched it up until now like you should revoke my horror movie like ID no. my card <laughs> no I, I wouldn't do that I mean there's so many out there that it's 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 you know unless you watch movies every day like yeah. it'll then it would be hard to miss but mm. Um, for me and my friends, this is one of our favorites. Um, if you're a juggalo out there, I know you guys love this movie. Um, who can't love this movie? It's funny, it's creative, and it's just a lot of fun to watch. I mean, it's not too gory as a sense of gore, but it is pretty scary at times, but also very comical. And very colorful. Definitely. So, we'll start by talking about the, uh... The, the notes for the movie. Sure. So uh, the movie, again, Killer Clowns from Outer Space, 1988. It's rated PG-13 with a running time of one hour and 28 minutes, one minute less than our last movie that we watched, April Fool's Day. Um, it was dire- directed by Stephen Kyoto Ch- and the Kyoto Brothers. Um, he's also known for Screamers, Team America World Police, and Critters. Uh, also written by the Kyoto Brothers, uh, Stephen, Charles, and Edward. Um, Edward was uncredited. Um, they've also worked on Theodore Rex, Beastmaster 3, Good Burger, and there was a sequel. Um, it was greenlit, but then canceled uh, The Return of Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ah. So hmm. um, if it ever does come back in production again, uh, just know that they're ready to do it. I would love to, s- to see a sequel. I-, I don't know. Oh, yeah. I think a sequel would be great. And the fact that these guys made... Good Burger, home of the Good Burger. Can I take your order? Love it. <laughs> well, a lot of the things that the Kyoto Brothers did were special effects. So I'm guessing like the talking burger in the movie and any of the other craziness that you know that you've seen, like the um, the burger machine that made the Mondo burgers and stuff. <laughs> yeah. So and then critters, they're responsible for the actual critter creatures. I love critters. So uh, we'll move along to the cast now. Um, so you're going to have the first two people that you're going to really meet in this movie. Um, that's Mike Tobacco. He's one of them, uh, played by Grant Kramer. He was also in New Year's Evil, Father's Day, and also scheduled to be in Return to Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Debbie Stone, um, played by Suzanne Snyder. She's a squ- scream queen of the 80s. 
Uh, she was also in Weird Science, Night of the Creeps, and Return of the Living Dead Part 2. Yeah, and she was what? She was like the girlfriend of Tom Matthews, who's the actor that plays Tom Jarvis in Fire 13 Part 6, I believe. And he was also in Return of the Living Dead. That's the right. Original, and so. he wants to eat his girlfriend's brains at one point. Yes. But that's a spoiler alert. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Megan, let me eat your brains. Absolutely not. Uh, one of our other heroes, Dave Hansen, um, played by John Allen Nelson. He's in Baywatch, the TV series, 24 in Crisis TV. Um, Curtis Mooney, played by the legendary and late John Vernon. Uh, he was in Animal House, Dirty Harry, and Ernest Goes to Camp. I love Ernest Goes to Camp. Me too. That's, that's, I love Ernest so much. Um, then the next two guys are the Terenzi brothers, uh, who are our friends of Mike Tobacco's that also are included in our little gang of heroes. Um, so the Trenzi brothers, Rich is played by Michael S. Siegel, and Paul Trenzi is played by Peter Lacasse. Uh, they were a comedy duo known as Lacasse and Siegel. Um, they were also in 30-something Portal and Santa Barbara, the TV series. Farmer Gene Green, uh, played by Royal Dano. He was in The Right Stuff, Spaced Invaders, Ghoulies 2, and House 2. Ah, book him, Dano. <laughs> um, very, um, uh, this character, you only see him for like maybe five minutes or so. Um, Bob McReed, he's played by the comedian Christopher Titus. Ah. So this was his very first role. Very nervous to even um, audition for it, as the Cato brothers stated. Uh, so he was, of course, he had his own TV show, Titus. Um, he was in Lois and Clark, the television series, and he was in Bad Parents. And um, another notable uh, actor uh, played Punk Number 1. You're going to know um, this guy. He was one of the main bikers later on in this movie. Mm-hmm. Uh, he was played by Aaron McIntyre, but he's credited as Brian Deegan Scott. He was also in Renegade, uh, t- television series, the other television series, Nash Bridges, and in the movie Moonlight Sonata. Hmm. Music uh, done by John Masari. He also did the music for Retro Puppet Master, Bones, Skeleton Crew, Paranormal State, the television show, Impractical Jokers, and he was slated to do work on um, Return of the Killer Clowns from Outer Space. Ah. Uh, Another notable um, music uh, is done by the Dickies, and the lead singer was scheduled to do a couple songs, but just what he was creating really wasn't working. They did use a couple pieces, but they are responsible for the main theme, Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And they also stated that if there was ever a sequel, they already have a song ready to go for it. I like the song. It is a very catchy song. So my synopsis, uh, one night in a small college town, what seemed to be a meteor crashes into the nearby woods. Unfortunately for this town, this is no meteor, but a clown-looking but clown-looking aliens capturing townsfolk for their food supply. It's up to a few college kids and a rookie cop to save the town and possibly the world. Ah. Pretty neat. Yeah. All right. And then I also have a list of all the clowns, but I'll do that afterwards. Okay. So all the clowns do have names as crazy as they are. So before we really start talking about um, talking about the movie itself from beginning to finish, go over some fun facts. Sure. So these guys had a two million dollar budget, but it mainly went to production costs. I'm sorry, costs because the clowns and visual effects were created almost entirely by the filmmakers at very little cost. Mm. Though not a hit when it was in theaters, the film has since become a cult classic and made revenue in action figures, DVDs, and T-shirts. So all the merchandise. It's kind of similar to like Halloween. You know how they all kind of came together to make the movie happen, like just like them, very grassroots of them to like put everything together. Yeah, you know, a nice budgeted cost. 
Yeah, if you do any um, studying on the Kyoto brothers, they've been doing this since they were kids. So Love they were it. used to just making their own props and special effects. Yeah. Awesome. And Rob, you found out a little bit about the popcorn gun that we see in the movie. Yeah, so I, I think I remember reading that that was the most expensive prop at like $7,000 um, for the popcorn machine gun. And I'm like, I want one. <laughs> like I want like this year, like for Christmas, I want like a a gun that looks like a super soaker that shoots out popcorn. I'm sure we can make that happen. I'll start you a GoFundMe so we can get you your popcorn gun. Yay! <laughs> or a T-shirt cannon and just stuff it full of popcorn. There you go. I don't know how that yeah. works. Uh, so um, the gentleman who created the music, John Masari, um, returned to the returned the music master tapes to the studio. People in, in the accounting and legal department completely dismissed Killer Clowns as being. Quote, a complete failure that will die a quick death, unquote. Masari responded, well, you don't get it. There are people that will love this movie. And right he was. Rightfully so. So true. Speaking of the master tapes, um, Waxwork Records is putting out a a (gasps) vinyl copy of Killer Clowns from Outer Space coming soon. So if you have a subscription like I do, you are getting a copy and then everyone else will have to go online and purchase one. So uh, the all the little hints that they've been sharing do look really cool. Nice. Um, the iconic Killer Clowns March was originally written by Masari and for his high school rock band Crisis. The band members did not like it because of the notes of the song spelled out in F major seventh chord, which they felt sounded too much like jazz. And his music for the entrance of Clownzilla was originally composed a year earlier for Friday the 13th Part 6, Jason Lives, from 1986. The movie trailer. Uh, Masari's music for that trailer was rejected in favor for a more cliche musical approach, a win for Killer Clowns from Outer Space and the beloved Clownzilla. An early version of the restaurant scene was shot showing the Kyoto brothers sitting at a table in the background as extras. However, you will see them in the beginning of the movie. I'll point that out when we talk about it. Okay. Soupy Sales was originally considered for the part of the security guard um, later on in the movie, uh, as he was known for receiving pies in the face on his children's television show, Lunch with Soupy Sales. But Transworld Entertainment turned down the idea as they refused to allocate funds to pay for Sales' plane ticket to the set and also felt that audiences would not know who he was. I don't know about you, but I love a good pie in the face. <laughs> I I wouldn't have known who Soupy Sales was if it wasn't for you guys telling me who he was. So, But, I mean, <laughs> yeah. He was a funny guy. Yeah. As I said earlier, um, Siegel and Lacasse, they were an established L.A. comedy duo prior to the movie. Uh, And among the other appearances that we talked about, um, they also also performed a comical ballet together in Cheeseball Presents by 1984. (laughs) Um, In 1989, MGM began production of two low-budget horror films, one of them being Killer Clowns from Outer Space and the other, Clowns House, by Victor Salva. Both films were very different, but with the concept of killer clowns. Salva, creator of the controversial Clown House, expressed that there were, was a certain rivalry between both productions to know who copied whom, but in the end, mm. the films ended up very different from each other. Clown House is a, actually a really good movie. It is very controversial, and it was banned for some things like behind the scenes that weren't appropriate. Mm. But um, it is definitely a darker clown movie, but it's very good. And this seems to happen, like, it's a reoccurring thing in movie, like, history where it's, like, two movies come out around the same time and they seem very similar. An example that I think I've mentioned was um, In the End, where it's, like, Seth Rogen, James Franco, and, like, all of those guys, and then Simon Pegg and um, 
his I forget his counterpart. They came out with um At World's End, which they're like both world ending movies, but they have different like plot lines and stuff. But yep, it just seems to be a reoccurring theme a in the movie world. Friendly yeah. competition. Happens in music or too. Maybe not so hmm. Um Originally, Clownzilla was supposed to be made with stop-motion animation, mm. um, but in the end, they made a suit, and one of the Kyoto brothers ended up being in that costume. Um, John Vernon and Royal Dano appeared in The Outlaw Josie Wales together from 1976, oh. and formed in 2001, the band Kyoto's was originally known as the Kyoto's Brothers. Um, the band's name is a tribute to the filmmakers Stephen, Charles, and Edward, uh, responsible for the killer clowns from outer space. Nice. And John Massari conducted the Hollywood Chamber Orchestra and the Dickies to to uh, live in a live to film concert performance of Killer Clowns from Outer Space at the Montalban, Montalban Theater, May eighteenth, two thousand eighteen. So a couple of years ago cool. now. Cool. Oh, so that's all the fun facts I have for the movie. Do you guys have any um, any notes that you guys want to talk about before we start talking about the movie? So I think. I did remember reading there was like they had a couple cars they had to like rent and they got like damaged with like the cotton candy effects <laughs> severely. Um, one of them was at the police station. I'll talk a little bit about yeah. that when we get to the police station and the jeep. Um, when they actually discover the clowns going around town, so uh, we can talk a little bit about yeah. those more yeah. in depth. But yeah, they got they got in a little trouble for from the rental agency. <laughs> yeah. Buckle up, kiddos. We're going to talk about clowns. But before we do that, we're going to give you guys a snippet of the trailer from Killer Clowns from Outer Space. And then after that, we're going to talk about the movie. So here's the trailer from Killer Clowns from Outer Space 1988. It was a night like any other night. Then something happened. Something different. Star shooting star. Why here? Why now? Why clowns? <laughs> They've been knocking them dead all over the universe. What are you gonna do? Knock my block off. Soon they'll be doing it at a theater near you. Killer clowns from outer space. Just cruising through the galaxy and stopped here for a bite to eat. You don't need a police bell, you need a psychiatrist. Uh-oh. They wanna play games? They're messing with the wrong guy. What are you in for? Killer clowns from outer space. It's crazy. All right, and that was the trailer for Killer Clowns from Outer Space. 
And this movie begins with looking at outer space. And it's a beautiful they, night. Yeah. And the little record sound starts getting faster. And then it bursts right into the song Killer Clowns from Outer Space from the Dickies. But later on, they're not even credited as the Dickies. I don't know if it was a trademark thing or whatever. Uh, You'll hear it on the radio when, when it goes to the so on top of the world, the, the make-out point. Um, so like I said, it starts out with the with the Killicons from Outer Space song and the intro, it's showing around town, but at first it's showing Officer Mooney. Now, Officer Mooney, he's not a very nice police officer. He's an old disgruntled jackass that oh. it just, he hates the youth of America brandishing fists. He's just fist. a miserable old man, yeah. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> he needs to get laid. And so he's coming out of the burger joint and <laughs> just making sure people aren't getting into trouble or, or what he thinks is trouble. And he gets in his car, and he's just talking on the microphone, just talking about how everything sucks in the community and how the kids are ruining it and being a college town is the worst thing that could happen to him. Mm, so here we meet – He st- so here we see a kid drinking beer but also holding two grocery bags. But, I mean, kid, I mean, he's, like, probably a college college age. Yeah. And this is Bob McCree. This is Christopher Titus. And – he has to go on the crosswalk. Officer Mooney stops. He walks across, and Mooney's like fucking kids, and kids like cops. And and he's like, got those bright red glasses. Oh yeah, the mm-hmm. big, the big plastic glasses from the eighties. So you can already see this tension between Mooney and pretty much anyone under the age of whatever he is. <laughs> so now we're gonna see top of the world, which is the you know the the make stereotypical makeout point. Bunch of cars there, people are hanging out, and here's where we meet Mike and Debbie. They're having a little date, and they're drinking champagne. Now, Mike Tobacco is actually um, named after a friend of the Kyoto Brothers, and he always talks about having these grand adventures. So the original beginning of the movie is supposed to be him and the Trenzi Brothers Uh. showing you how they're a ragtag team that get into trouble, but they're not like bad guys in Mm -hmm. any way. But anyway, um, the Kato brothers explained that Mike Tobacco one time was on a raft and he floated away. And when he was rescued, his dad stabbed the float. So the float that they're laying down on was patched and filled with air by the Kyoto brothers. So that was the actual raft that the real Mike Tobacco had. Very sentimental. Yeah, right? (laughs) But I mean, pretty – pretty clever way to yeah. have something comfortable to lay on to watch the stars and drink champagne to. Oh, definitely. Sounds like a good night. So as they're talking and having a little romantic getaway, an ice cream truck rolls in. This ice cream truck, it's your standard, you know, white square ice cream truck and has a glowing clown head and it's playing Pop Goes the Weasel, <laughs> as we all know the song. And like I said, these are the Terenzi brothers. They bought this ice cream truck to get laid somehow get, i don't get know rich, and, quick and also make money by selling ice cream and they think going to a makeout point and disturbing all their friends and whoever's up there to get ice cream and he, they're just <laughs> <laughs> they're just annoying everybody and mike's like oh those are my friends we always have a great time it's like it's always an adventure with them kind of foreshadowing but hey and inside they're uh they have a couple of ladies there and and the the girls are like, hey, what kind of women do you think we are taking them up to a make-out point? 
I think I think the get, funniest one's like, "Hey, keep your shirt on." Well, we intend to. Yeah, getting them all ice creamed up for whatever. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, good, good plan, boys. Yes, <laughs> their plan is as cold as the ice cream. So. <laughs> so they, so they're like trying to figure out what to do afterwards. So they drive away, and so now Mike and um, oh man. <laughs> So Mike and Debbie now they're they're laying down looking at the stars and just talking and then all of a sudden they see something shoot across the sky and then when they look over they see that it landed somewhere. Yeah. Now they're like, oh, we should go see where that landed. Like, no, why? Why did? Why? Why movie? I'm kidding. I know, but <laughs> this is a horror movie. Why would you go after it? Goddamn. <laughs> but they're not the only people that saw it. Obviously, yeah. everyone to make a point out. But this one farmer saw it. Uh, farmer Gene Green, who happens to be. Looking at a book about comets, sees the object crash not too far, gets excited, and he's like, oh, come on, Pooh Bear, let's go. <laughs> By the way, his dog's name is Pooh Bear in the, in the, in the movie. And this totally reminds me of Jordy Verrill from Creepshow. Oh, it's definitely. Whole wanting to get rich from finding a meteor, like, oh, I can make money off this. Yeah. So he grabs a bucket and a shovel, and they start <laughs> trotting off into the woods going after it. Oh, he's funny. And yeah. when they find it, it's... He's like, it's a this big glowing yellow and red circus tent, and Ooh. there are these wires hanging off that they really don't look like they're of this world. And but he doesn't care. He's just excited. He's like, oh, it's the circus. Maybe I can get in free. Circus in the middle of the woods. Yeah, that's normal. Yeah, right. Yeah, come if on. If I saw a glowing tent in the middle of the woods, I'd be like, well, I'm gonna go this way now. Yeah, <laughs> this never happened. Uh, so. Now he's starting to walk around the tent and trying to see if there's an entrance. But as he's walking, you see this big shadow kind of lurking on the other side of the tent. Yeah. And, of course, it looks like a giant clown. (laughs) Uh, This clown is Jumbo. Um, So Jumbo is one of the main clowns you're going to see in this movie. Anyway, um, you see a hole just up here on the side. And then a big net come out and scoop up poor Pooh Bear. Poor Pooh Bear. And you're... And... The farmer looks back. He's like, oh, where did my Pooh Bear go? Where'd my dog go? And now he's like, something funny's going on. And then yeah. as he's, like, looking for his dog, he gets really angry and decides to punch the tent. But the tent is actually a spaceship, so his hand hurts. <laughs> and then he decides that he's going to tear this thing apart and goes for one of the wires hanging down from the tent, from the tent or the spaceship, I should say. <laughs> and he gets electrocuted. He's on the ground kind of shakes himself off and looks up and there's a giant clown which as we know is Jumbo um, also his pet name was Bubbles on set uh-huh. so yeah I know right so <laughs> he looks up he's like oh it's a clown but as he's looking up and smiling at him the clown looks down at him and pulls out one of his little little guns and shoots him and you just see the farmer turn red and then boom it cuts to the next scene womp, womp, womp. so now we're at the police station we're going to learn a little bit more about how angry Mooney is. And he brought in two guys from the park that were just drinking wine. And, you know, they weren't really acting a fool. But the fact that they're young and had alcohol, he's they, bringing them in. And they dress weird. And I don't like them. Yeah, especially back in the 80s. Yeah. Um, so right now, Dave is on, on one of the desks. Dave is a rookie cop. He's he's young. He's new to the force. so He's, he's hot. But he also plays by the rules. He's hot cop. Hot cops. He was in Baywatch. It reminds right? me of um, Arrested Development. Oh, no, it's the hot cops. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> but there's only one hot cop here. Yeah, so. you don't just make it to Baywatch without being hot, and this actor made it to Baywatch, so he's right. hot. Yeah, 
Exactly. So as Mooney is treating these two guys with the most utter disrespect and everything, Dave argues with Mooney about how his treatment is towards him. And he's like, listen, if you don't get your act together, I'm going to tell the chief and get your badge stripped from you. And Mooney just snarls back at him and just like, this whole town's a mess, and I don't care what you think. And he decides to lock up those guys anyway. Yeah. He's, he feels untouchable, I think, in his eyes, unfortunately. Oh, yeah. Especially people that have worked somewhere for long enough, they just feel like they, they can't be touched. Yep. So now we're going back to Mike and Debbie. They drove um, from the point to go find this meteor or whatever fell from space. And they pretty much come up to the same conclusion. There's this big glowing circus tent in the middle of the mm-hmm. woods. But, however, one fun fact you're going to love about this movie is that I, f- I like how they 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 kind of swapped um, personalities where Mike, he's this ditzy guy, and he's like, oh, it's cool. It's a circus. Like, we, he's he's more – he's he has – he's a big ball of positivity about, yeah. oh, oh, we can get – we right- can see the axe. We can – do all the stuff. This and random then, circus in the middle of the forest. That's normal. Yeah. <laughs> and Debbie, who plays usually a lot of women in the 80s, played a ditzy role. Yeah. Um, the woman who played Debbie, of like I said, she played in Return of Living Them Part 2, and she was kind of a ditzy girl in that one. But in this one, she's like, no, something's wrong here. Like She's the, the common sense in this scenario. Correct. Yeah. So they find an opening. They're like, oh, let's go inside. And as they're going inside, he's just making comments about what acts could be there and you know just and she's like um i don't think so like she's still kind of negative about it all yeah, very skeptical and um one of the sayings uh is uh this ain't no fun house no circus either and um so they go to check out this room and it looks like something from a science fiction like a f- nice science fiction movie or story and it looks like it's generating power kind of reminds you of star wars Mm. the um uh, empire strikes back Mm. when you know luke skywalker and darth vader the famous saying how this is one big thing of like you know big empty room for power yeah it's like a big vortex or something yeah so they go back in and then they're like oh let's go through this door and they go in and it's this big chamber where there's popcorn popping in this little thing and then there's cotton candy cocoons everywhere like the circus and um mike's like oh this is where they make the snacks and (laughs) debbie's like uh this is not something of this planet and so mike rips a piece of cotton candy off to expose a human face and (gasps) all bloody and a clown came in ruby and hangs another cotton candy cocoon and Mike notices the body of Joe Lombardo, and he's like, oh, Joe Lombardo. And then, like, they bump into something, make a noise, and now Ruby sees them. Ru- Ruby has that red hair that you see in the striped um, suit. You're going to see him a lot in this movie, another mm. one of the main clowns. Mm. Um, and so they run out, and now Ruby picks up the popcorn gun, <laughs> and um, he shoots the popcorn gun in their general direction, the this popcorn just flies all the way down the hallway. And as, as they enter, it kind of hits them in the back. So they fly forward and they run away and (laughs) they're like popcorn. Why popcorn? He's like, they're clowns. That's why (laughs) it's like now that they're scared. Mike's like got a little bit of common sense. Right. But it sticks (laughs) to them too. Pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. They have to individually 
attach the popcorn to them. The amount of effort that oh, must yeah. have taken. <laughs> so as they so as they run off, you see Ruby and then another clown. His name is Spike. He has the spiky pink hair. Yeah. Um, Spike takes out this balloon and he makes a little balloon doggy out of it <gasps> and the and the dog like barks and people made fun of the kyoto brothers for doing this they're like that's the worst special effects but i'm like it, i it, thought it was awesome i thought it was awesome. adorable <laughs> it, it it's effective it's so effective but as you uh said in the first recording that they had to cover the bottom of the 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 um, balloon animal with latex because it kept popping on the pine needles whenever they were filming yeah because they were in the woods yeah yeah. So Mike and Debbie get into the car. They start it, and um, right on their tail is Spike and Ruby, and he backs up, and um, they run over the balloon doggy and knock the knock the clowns back, and then they oh, they get rip, into drive, rip. and they start driving away, and then this other clown, his name is Bibbo. You're going to see him a couple times. He has, like, a yellow mohawk. He has yellow hair, kind of like a yeah, crossed mohawk. Yeah. Um, he gets on the front of the car, and... He gets, he gets knocked off. Yeah. Oh, that's the the birdie clock. Between. That's okay. That's okay. That's that's okay. just fun. Um, yeah. So anyway, so Bibbo gets knocked off, and they drive away, and then you see like Ruby and Spike, just like that's where they're going. Ah. And the sign for Crescent Cove, the name of the town, is pointing them in their general direction. The best is like just the just the um the camera lens, how you can just see Bibbo just automatically go from laying down to 90 degrees and looking at them. Yeah. yeah. So as they're walking towards the um, the town, what you don't notice is that their feet are cut off is because they couldn't wear the shoes that day. Oh. So you just see them walking, but you never see the feet because, yeah, something happened to the, the to shoes. The, yeah, that's the funny. shoes that day. And I just realized that's like dog death number two with the, the you know, first. Seriously, though. Pooh Bear and now that dog. The balloon, the balloon dog. dog. Humans, Rip. clowns, one for one on dogs. There we go. <laughs> yeah. It's even. Not that I Not, not that, that I we're keeping score. Uh, but... Yeah. Not that I encourage harming animals or anything, but. Anywho. Now, Mike and Debbie, they drive to the police station because where else are they going to go at this point? And this is, um, now they're, right now they're driving a Jeep Cherokee and uh, they basically do a quick U-turn and try to park. And Dave is outside because he hears the ti- – he heard the tires squealing from like a mile away. Mm. And he sees them kind of go over the curb, hit a, hit a newspaper stand, and rear-end the police vehicle. Damn. So a couple of dings on that rental. And now we find out that um, Debbie and, Debbie and uh, Dave know each other. So – they run up to Dave and they explain what's going on. Mooney overhears and says that they're crazy. Dave, Mike, and Debbie um, start leaving the police station to investigate what's going on. Mm. So now we're going to – so there's a lot of jumping points in this movie, and it's going to cut to scenes with clowns, scenes with Debbie and Mike and everybody. So this one goes to a gazebo in the park, and there's a little – puppet show on the gazebo and it looks like a kind of like a punch and judy scenario yeah, yeah. where punch is trying to hug judy and judy's like no and no <laughs> and this guy comes up and he's watching the the puppet show and he's 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 amused by it he's starting to laugh it is entertaining but then judy comes up with a gun and shoots punch and punch disappears it's like a little mini gun yeah. and he's like oh yeah that's funny and then like all of a sudden the puppet's in a hand and spike just stands up and totally dismantles the entire puppet show and now the guy's like what's going what? on 
the gun yep. fires at him and he turns into a cotton candy cocoon. <gasps> yeah. He's been cocooned. And then also uh, we see Ruby walking towards a store. He hears a couple girls coming and just to be like, what do I do? What do I do? He looks over and there's like a mechanical gorilla just in the storefront <laughs> just doing like the robot. So he just stops and does the robot. <laughs> The girl's like, oh, it's a clown. That's funny. And they go into the store. How often was that like a thing where there was like animatronics outside stores in the 80s? Uh, a lot. Damn. It was, bring it bring was those common. back. Let's yeah, bring them back. Huh? So um, after the gazebo part, I kind of jumped ahead a little bit. Sorry. Uh, Ruby looks around the store and um, all the two girls were already into cotton candy cocoons. But the store keep is like, he's scared. He doesn't know what to do, what to say. And. And Ruby's just tearing through everything, which just terrorizing they didn't actually. Pharmacist. Yeah, they didn't actually do that in a store. They actually did that on set. So there was another set that looked like the store. So they yep. wrecked that, and then everything else was uh, done at, on location. Clean up aisle three. <laughs> so now, now we're seeing them drive away, and we're wondering where they're going. Are they mm. going to go to the point? They're going to go to the where the cl- where the clown spaceship is. Um, so Mike's in the back, and then Debbie and Dave are up front just arguing, and because now we find out that they're they, they are exes, and yeah. so they used to date. They drop the hammer on Mike, and Mike's like, "Oh, great!" And then Dave has a little bit of grudge against Mike, Awkward. and now Mike's like, "What the heck's going on?" And so, yeah, so. Dave explains to her that he still has feelings for her, which is pretty bold in front of her new boyfriend. Dude, like... I have to say. Kid has balls, He shot sure. a shot right in front of the, the new guy. Yeah. So then it cuts to another uh, another scene here with the clowns. So woman answers the door drinking and wearing lingerie, and a couple of the clowns, um, which is uh, Rudy, Bibbo, and Chubby. <laughs> <laughs> Um, they are holding a stack of pizza boxes and she's like, Oh, pizza. And then the top of the top lid of the pe- of the top pizza box opens up. And then we have shorty. Shorty's the shortest of all the clowns. Makes sense. Uh, he has green hair. He's probably like four feet tall at best. <laughs> and his head pops out with a gun and turns her into cotton candy. And then we see a woman answer the door and there is fatso. One of the bigger clowns. And he has a candy gram. And the woman's like, oh, Harold, or whatever his <laughs> yeah, name is. Yeah, her husband. Aww. But then yeah. he, I didn't order you any freaking flowers. Right. And then it just closes up on his face, and he has, like, a evil grimace when she turns <laughs> away. <laughs> so now we find out that Dave and Mike were driving Debbie to her house, and they drop her off. Um, so Mike and Debbie talk, and he's like, listen, we're going to go check out what's going on. We're going to come back and get you. She's like, all right, I'm going to go shower, and you're going to learn that this is the longest shower in a movie ever. I think she showers for like a third of the movie. Oh, we find out why. (laughs) Anyway, so Mike goes to go back in and see more of the hostility that Dave and the grief that Dave is giving Mike. Uh, He basically makes him get in the back again, (laughs) and he takes off before Mike can even shut the door. Yeah. So now we see both Shorty and Ruby wrecking the store because it goes back to that pharmacy. And there's a little hilarious scene with them playing with shaving cream in the powder compact. Yeah, um, They cute. actually had a little device that that made the um, the powder kind of go up like a poof. Yeah. Um, they had to do that scene a couple times because one time all that powder went into the mask and they had to get it off, off the face of the uh, actor wearing it. That's terrifying. Oh, I know, right? So... Goes back to Dave and Mike. So 
they get to the woods and Mike's like, yeah, it's right over here. And Dave's like, I don't see any spaceship. And Dave's giving him grief. He's like, there's nothing here. And then I'm like, there's a giant crater right there where there shouldn't be. Facts. And so Dave is like, you know what? We're going to go back. And he's like, no, no, but we got to go to Lookout Point. I can tell you that that we saw saw Bob, like, what the heck? So... So they leave the woods. Now it's going to cut to another scene with the clowns. And this is the famous one um, with Shorty and um, Punk Number 1, as I talked about on the cast. Boys with bikes. So it's a, I love Shorty. So it's like an alleyway motorcycle gang meetup, and everyone's revving the engines and wearing their cool vests. And Shorty comes up driving, riding his little tricycle with the bells and whistles <laughs> on it. Ding, ding. And, uh... Punk number one's like, I got this baby. And he goes over and he's like, can I try your bike? And he's like, and Shorty's like, no. He's like, can I honk the horn? No. No. And so he's like, so after asking to do everything he could with the bike, he's like, can I ring the bell? He's like, okay. And then Shorty's like, he's like, okay. So Punk number one takes up, picks up the bike, destroys it. And then, Asshole. Yeah. I know. I felt a little bad, but then Shorty starts crying, and you notice his ears wiggling as he cries and everything. And then all of a sudden, Shorty jumps up in the air, yeah, and then comes back down with punching glo- with uh, boxing gloves. Yep. And the punk's like, "Oh, you want to fight? Huh? What are you gonna do? Knock my block off?" And Shorty punches his head clean off, and everyone's <laughs> like, "Um, let's Get go." Her! <laughs> yeah. Off with his head. Yeah. And then now we're going to go back to Big Top Burger, which we saw in the very beginning and throughout a lot of scenes in this movie. Um, Now we see Jumbo walking towards the restaurant, and there's a bunch of people eating inside, and one of them's a little girl, Mm -hmm. and he starts waving to her and trying to lure her towards the door, and it's the creepiest scene. He's, like, doing the come here with one hand, and then behind his back he has a giant, like, mallet, like you see for, like, that... um, strongman game where you can ring the bell um but before she could even get outside the door she actually opens the door is about to walk up to him the mom's like no you're gonna come back in and eat your dinner and the clown's pissed yeah but yeah it's so scary because it's like very real of how easily easy it is for like kids to get kidnapped in a sense you know oh Mm. for sure yeah it was it was definitely the creepiest scene yeah there's a reason why in elementary school, you learn not to take candy from strangers, not to get in any cars, yeah. strangers, all that good stuff. So now we're going back to Dave and Mike. They arrive at the top of the world, the makeout point, and when they get there, it's deserted except for the vehicles are there, but the, all the vehicles are covered in cotton candy, mm. one of them being a Jeep Wrangler that was like this um, promo that or a demo or promo, a promotional vehicle that mm. the cast got, but it got very... Um, dirty with all the cotton candy thing yeah that cotton candy stuff that they use which is really just filler for pillows that they stretched out so it was hard to get off and um so dave goes around and he investigates and he's like yeah see that's his glasses like he finds glasses on the seat and mike's like see like i told you like something's wrong here and now dave is like acting a little bit more nicer to him like yeah we we got to work together on this this isn't good so uncuffs him and uh then it goes back to the station where Mooney is getting calls from everywhere because the clowns are <laughs> wreaking havoc through town. Yeah. But he thinks that this is one big-ass joke, and 
everybody is calling him and then he gets a call from the pharmacy where there's a gentleman his age working and he's like um there are clowns here and he's like what's going on and he's even drinking on the job now pulls <laughs> out like a little cup and some jack daniels which i don't blame him i'm i yeah. enjoy some jack but daniels. he is so paranoid he's like yeah. everyone's in on this they're all like trying to get me it's so funny <laughs> no exactly and then he goes so he gets another goes like hold on a second he goes and someone's like clowns he's like clowns he's like you need a psychiatrist and he goes back to the pharmacist and the pharmacist screams and then the, the the phone hangs up and he's like I think the whole town's out to get me. <laughs> it's so funny. And then it goes to another scene. Um, some guy is driving down a long road and Slim. Now he has like these. He has like a small mohawk with like three balloons tied up in the hair mm-hmm. and then like hair on the sides. And he's on like this invisible motorcycle or car where like the headlights are on on his feet and he's like sitting. <laughs> it's almost like the Wonder Woman mobile. Yeah. Or Ace and Gary's car. I don't know. Um, (laughs) So he's like smashing into the guy and he eventually makes the car fall off a cliff, which actually when the car goes off the bridge, it had to, it was originally supposed to be more of a spectacular like drop and explosion and whatnot. But what ended up happening was the cable that the car was on got caught onto a tree, which you can see in the movie. And it just kind of goes down, boom, and then catches fire. Damn. So not as bad. And he... You can see the maniacal laugh from the clown, which is, I think all the laughs from the clowns is like pretty damn creepy. I still thought it was a pretty good effect. I mean, I mean, even though it didn't go as planned, it still, I thought worked. I didn't notice. So. So, yeah, no, um, I didn't notice either until I actually watched the documentary. Right. So part of uh, Debbie taking a shower now, it just shows that she's cleaning off after running away from, from the spaceship. Mm -hmm. Um, she threw her clothes in the hamper, and then you see that there's popcorn all over the bathroom that was stuck to him, and then you see that the popcorn is actually moving around, kind of yes. kind of like the inchworms from Sesame Street, just kind of <laughs> contracting and expanding to move. Yeah. So uh, we'll go back to Big Top Burger. Jumbo is now behind the restaurant where the dumpsters are, and he opens up the big bag he has. It almost looks like Felix the Cat's bag. But instead of magic tricks, it's just a bunch of popcorn. And you're like, why are they carrying around bags of popcorn? Mm. So he takes a huge handful or two and starts throwing them in the dumpster. And then you see Debbie's hamper start moving as it cuts back to her. And then it goes back to the dumpster at Big Top Burger where there's a employee coming out. He's going to throw out the trash. He opens the door, throws the trash in. But as he leaves, he hears kind of like something like it almost sounds like a, a raccoon squeaks, or something yeah. little squeaks right so he opens it up and he gets dragged into the dumpster which we could only <laughs> assume that whatever was in there ate him yeah it's killer popcorn from out of space <laughs> <laughs> so dave and mike are now driving uh or they're still driving i should say and they're starting to talk you can still see that dave although treating mike a little better still has a little thing against him Kind of gives him a jab where he tells him that Debbie's now going for laughs and not stability because he Oof, has this job burn. and Mike's just like a student. Wow. Um, and as they're driving, it cuts to Slim. Uh, so Slim is now doing crazy hand puppets in front of a bus stop and all the people think like, oh, he's doing something cool. I love the scene. And he's doing all these different shapes that a hand could not physically make, but these are killer clowns from outer space. It made it awesome, yeah. though. <laughs> oh, yeah. What they, was it like the 
George Washington crossing, yeah, crossing the, the Delaware, Delaware. Yeah, <laughs> like yep. and a and a, uh, a belly dancer. Yeah, Tyrannosaurus Rex. Like it was, <laughs> they were great. So as he's doing this, Mike and uh, Dave are driving by, and Mike's like, "Look, look, look, look! There's one right there!" And then Mike's like, "We gotta get him!" And Dave's like, "No, no, no, no! We gotta see what's going on here." And then as the people are amused by the shadow puppets, then he makes a Tyrannosaurus Rex, which yeah. has these glowing red eyes, scoops up the people and puts them into his popcorn bag, which it, he yeah. turns them into popcorn. And then we find out that the popcorn is used to make their offspring. Wow. Dun, dun, dun. I, dun, dun, dun. I, I love the way he, he makes the, the dinosaur eat the people and then they just whoop. Yep. And then so Mike takes over the steering wheel and they go to drive right into Slim, but Slim jumps straight up in the air. These these clowns are like super, super have blah. They have great legs is what I was going to say. (laughs) So so they decide to call him to the station when Slim's all gone and they call Mooney and Mooney's like, I've had enough. Like... Now you're in on it. All the townspeople are on He's it. tired of their so shit. So Dave's like, no, we need to call the state police. We need more people. We need backup. And then he's like, no, you're on this prank as well. I'm not doing this. So he shuts off the CB radio or turns it to a different channel. So after that, they get out, and they now they're trying to figure out what, what do we do next? Where, where where do we go? And they hear the Terenzi Brothers ice cream truck hearing Pop Goes the Weasel, and it pulls out of a an alleyway after two people are running away and then the Trenzy brothers are chasing after their um, escaped ice cream truck <laughs> and it crashes somewhere. So Mike's like, here, I'm going to go get the Trenzy brothers to help us out. You go to the police station and see what you can do. So he gets, so he, so he catches up to him and um, their ice cream truck is stopped because it's hit something. And, um, Mike's like, hey, can you guys take me to Debbie's house? And all these guys can think of her. One of them's like, let's make money. The other one's like, let's get laid. Literally. And he's like, so da- so, <laughs> so Mike's like, so he just comes up with this lie that, oh, yeah, Debbie has roommates. And they're like, oh, you, she has roommates? He's like, yeah, with big boobs. And he's like, <laughs> all right, we'll help you. So now they're enticed to help. Like, yeah, good sold. friends, right? Whatever. Oh, so he gets in the ice cream truck with them, and they start heading to Debbie's house. But now we're going to cut back to the police station. Mooney is just sitting back in his chair, smoking a cigar, like, screw this. No one's going to catch – no one's going to make a fool out of me. And as he's ignoring calls, Jumbo shows up into the police station. And Mooney's just being sarcastic with him, like, oh, you're a clown, huh? And then he shows him flowers, and as Mooney goes to smell the flowers, squirts water in his face, destroying (laughs) a cigar, which would piss off any dude that's – or a lady cigar that's, guy. Yeah. Anybody or smoking a cigar. Any cigar anybody that enjoys cigars. If someone squirted water on your cigar, you're not having a good evening. (laughs) Nope. So – He's like, all right, you want to do this? Turn around and, like, puts handcuffs on him. And as Mooney's about to tell him that he has no Miranda rights or anything like that, you're in Mooney's world now. Goodness. He Jumbo hops away, and Mooney is stuck with his hands (laughs) in handcuffs, and he just kind of hops around with his big shoes and looks at him with a smile and then goes into the room where there's the cells. And uh, so Mooney goes after him, throws the – Throws the hands on the ground and gets tells him like, "Get in the cell, get in the cell right now." And in the other cell, there's the other two guys that he arrested earlier. <laughs> so, as he's getting in the cell, 
Mooney hits him over the head with the butt of his flashlight, mm. and he turns around like 180 head spin, like, a, yeah. like an owl. And Mooney shuts the the door on him, locking him in. So he pulls. So the so Jumbo pulls out one of those um, air whistles, like you would blow for like New Year's Eve or a birthday party. Yes. That rolls out. Yep. So he pulls it out, blows into it, and it ends up being an arm that grabs him by the Mooney by the neck and slams him into the um, <laughs> to the cell door and knocks him out. Yeah. And he looks over at the guys in the other cell. And my favorite quote was uh, one of the guys like, "So uh, what are you in for?" <laughs> yeah, that was great. That was perfect that was comedic one. timing. <laughs> um, after that, they show Debbie. She's getting out of the shower. Not much to talk about there. And then goes cuts right to Dave arriving at the station, and when he gets into the office, he sees that the lights were off, and it's a mess, and he sees these big footprints like in Looney Tunes, and of course they look like clowns' feet. They're pretty funny. Yeah. So he looks at these large footprints, he follows it to the cells, but... As he goes into the cells, he sees that the footprints are everywhere and in different colors. Like <laughs> it, insane. It's bananas. It's, they're covered. The whole, all the walls and the ceilings. And he goes inside the cells because now the cell doors are both open, and the two punks were basically plastered to the wall in cocoons and cotton candy all over the place. And now Dave's getting freaked out, and one of the punks' arms falls out, and it's already been like. Basically, like, like burnt. It almost looks burnt yeah, or melting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, <laughs> so he's like, "All right, I'm gonna get out of here." And as he walks out to the office, he's looking at something, but then turns around, and then at Mooney's desk, there's Jumbo looking the other way, and he kind of spins around like Doctor Evil or Doctor No from James <laughs> Bond. Yeah, very. You spooky. know what I mean? And he has Mooney on his lap, looking like a ventriloquist with the blood going down the sides of his his um mouth and then you see two big red dots that's actually <laughs> supposed to be the thumbprints of jumbo which Damn. that's how they got the uh the makeup applied to him uh-huh. and obviously one of jumbo's arms is sticking right into mooney's back and i thought it was the creepiest but like coolest thing that he could put his arm into another creature and like like communicate with it using the language he knew mooney was gonna get it good <laughs> Well, yeah, because yeah. earlier in the movie, he's like, I'm not going to let you guys make a dummy out of me. So. <laughs> Get it? Yeah, so stereotyping. Yeah, um, this, yeah I thought it was super creepy, too, the way he was using him to talk. And one of the, so the thing that he, as he was trying to figure it out, he's like, don't worry, Dave. All we want to do is kill you. <laughs> yeah. And then he just pushes Mooney onto the floor and takes his arm and, like, kind of. Like, you know, kind of whips it, whips his arm down, like trying to get something sticky off your hands. Yeah. Or throw something on the ground. And so he just starts walking up towards Dave, pushing the desks into both directions. And as Dave's, Dave pulls out his gun and shoots him, but like it's not doing anything to the clown in the chest or anything. Just kind of st- stunts him for a second. Yeah. And then Dave looks him square right in the nose, shoots. And as the bullet gr- hits the, hits the nose of Jumbo, it explodes, and then he sees that the clown spins around really fast, yeah. blows, and then explodes in the confetti. Yeah, it kind of deflates like a balloon, too, and yeah. then poof, blows up with the confetti. Now, Mike and the Trenzi brothers are driving around town, and they on one of the roads, they run into a parade of them just collecting all the cocoons that they've made. Uh, clowns are in buildings throwing the cocoons out the window for them to suction up to bring back to the spaceship. 
even one of the guys that thinks he was going to get away, get shot. He was hiding under a car. Oh, yeah. I was like, you should have waited till they were all gone. Yeah, but um, <laughs> that's actually one of their special effects guys. Oh, nice. Yeah. <laughs> um, so as that guy gets turned into a cotton candy cocoon, he rolls in front of the, um, the ice cream truck, and they're like, let's get out of here. So they leave immediately. So Debbie's now finally done her shower, uh, this middle third of the movie, um, and she hears noises, and as she's looking around, um, these clown heads come out of the hamper in the medicine cabinet, and they bite her in the shoulder, but she gets them away and shuts that, and then she kicks over her hamper, which has another couple of clown heads, and then what, where she's not looking is the toilet because a bigger clown head is coming out of the toilet. Ugh. And they're like, and, and they're like, like a centip- almost like a centipede, like neck. And yeah, like, like it almost very similar to the alien, like the ba- the baby when it pops out of. A little bit. Like, it's more like a worm that's coming right. up with like a head like, with like teeth on it. They're like yeah. baby clowns, like a piranha plant from. Super Mario Brothers, but with like okay. eyes and f- yeah. more facial features. Yeah. I think that's a good way to say it. Uh, so she gets rid of, the, not rid of, but she um, gets away by shoving the um, the shower head down the removable throat. The removable shower, shower head. <laughs> so that explains why she took such a long shower. Just saying. Probably. Uh-huh. <laughs> and then she rips off the shower curtain, throws it over the ones in the uh, laundry basket, and she escapes the bathroom. And when she gets to her little living room in her apartment, she hears a knock on the door. Is it here? Debbie, Debbie. And it sounds like Mike's voice. But when she opens the door, it's Spike. So the clown's a founder. She shuts the door. And it sounds like a jackhammer trying to get through the door. So she's like, oh, I can jump out the window on this side. So she goes. But <laughs> it's like four clowns with, like, the, the fireman's catch. I love that. Well, it just reminds me of um, in Dumbo when they did that. <laughs> it's like the clowns are like, and they have the trampoline for them to jump and not do. So jump, the clowns jump. break in and they pull out a gun, but this one puts her in a balloon. So we know now they don't want to kill her. They want to take her back to the spaceship. So anyway, we get back to Mike and the Trenzi brothers. Um, they pull up to Debbie's house. And they see that she got put into a balloon and attached Ooh. to the back of the car. And Spike's like, uh-oh. And, like, <laughs> jumps in the car. And the clown car speeds off. So they go after the car. So now we have a clown car with a balloon in the back with Debbie. And then we have an ice cream truck with a clown on top of it chasing <laughs> that. And as they're driving down the road, they pass by Dave, who's in a cop car. Now there's a cop car with lights in the siren going as he's chasing after him. Yep. And... They're following the car, and as they're turning around the corner, one of the Trenzi brothers like, oh, no, it's a cop. And they stop yeah. right in the middle of the road, and Dave ends up rear-ending him. Yeah. And he's like – and Mike's like, no, 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 I know him, I know him. And so Dave gets in the ice cream truck since that's still drivable, and they start driving around, around the road, and one of them's like, where do you think they went? And there's clearly a carnival, and now we see where the spaceship went. It's yeah. like a carnival by the, by the ocean. Yeah. So, obviously, with the little bit of a stop that they had, the clowns make their way to this amusement park. And as they're about to pull in, there's a security officer. Um, he's the one that we talked about earlier where Soupy Sales was supposed to be. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. And so he's about to eat his lunch. He's on the graveyard shift. And as his car pulls up, all these clowns start coming out. And he's 
perplexed by it. He's like, what's going on here? <laughs> and so they look look at him. They look back at the clowns, look at him, look back at the clowns. The clowns all have pies. And he's like, what are you going to do with those pies, boys? And all, <laughs> what do you think they're going to do with them? And they do it. They hit them with a bunch of pies. But unfortunately, these pies are acidic and basically melt him into this big pile of glop. This poor, unsuspecting man. A pool of mushy goo. Pretty Ew. much. Um, and so they walk past him, and um, the last one is Shorty, and he puts this giant cherry on top, and he like looks at it like, hmm, like I made an art. Delicious. <laughs> um, fun fact about this one, this scene is um, when they go in, it's basically a giant clown's mouth that they walk into for a fun house. Yeah, yeah. And the two front teeth are missing because the first shot they did of this, the taller clowns knock the teeth off. So they're like, just just, just re-roll oh. it. Yep, we go won't with have, it. Yeah, we'll, we'll just have a big gap in his teeth. That would have been funny if they left it in because of like how that one stormtrooper hit their head you know, in Star Wars. Oh, yes, yes. That would have been funny if they just left that in. But Good call, good but call. But still. It's, it's those fun things. Yeah. So now the guys, our team makes it to the park to rescue Debbie, and they see the clown car, and they see the um, – all the pie, the pile of pie goo that's left behind. And as they're talking, the Trinity brother's like, oh, cool. And he's like, no, 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 don't eat that. And then, or touch it. <laughs> and they look down and they see the skeleton arm of the security guard, his flashlight. And they're like, ugh, gross. And they just Ooh. like, ugh. Yeah. So they're like, all right, we got to go in here. So off they go. And they're walking through and. Dave and Mike, they're, like, being very cautious, but the Terenzi brothers are like, oh, this is neat, and they're, like, pushing <laughs> buttons and making shit go off, and they're like, hey, oh my God. you guys got to stop that. Like, we need to stick together. And as Mike and Dave go to turn around to leave, the Terenzi brothers fall through a t- trap door, and they turn around, and Dave's like, now where do they go? And Mike's <laughs> like, oh, well, they always land on their feet. Fun fact about this scene is that when Mike goes to turn around, he actually the, – so the Terenzi brothers – physically just drop to the floor to make the illusion that they fell through a trap door yeah and mike trips over him but just kind of doesn't make it look like he tripped over him <laughs> nice and Smooth. um there's like mist or fog on the bottom of the yeah yeah <laughs> so then um they start so mike and dave just continue on but then it goes to the trendy brothers and they look up and there's two clown aliens and they're women and they're known as rosebud and daisy and as they look at the guys, their breasts start growing. So I guess they have the power to do that. And um, Somebody's going to get lucky tonight. Oh, my. And then one of the brothers just looks at him. Another great quote. Are you Debbie's roommates? <laughs> like, they're not even worried about being eaten or anything like that. So um, Mike and Dave, they make it to the same room we saw earlier where you see the cotton candy cocoons. But one thing to really look at is the background. So a lot of these backgrounds were like basically paintings that they put mm. put with actual shots. So in the beginning of the movie, it's a pretty empty room except for the bottom. And then you look at this room and now there's cotton candy cocoons everywhere. Multiply. They actually rated Killer Clowns as killing more people than Freddy Krueger in the entire series. Bang. Um so they hide behind a bunch of these cocoons like they did early in the movie and then Chubby um, one of the clowns comes in and he pulls out this giant straw and Ooh. he goes over to one of the cocoons and jams the straw in like a Capri Sun 
and then starts <laughs> drinking out of it. So what we're seeing here, what the cocoons actually do is they liquefy the creature that they shoot with and then they drink all the sustenance from mm. the cocoon. And it's like a giant crazy straw. Oh, yeah, it's it's not even Of like, course, it's going to be a normal straw. Well, They're clowns. Why would you do that? But it's like an extra crazy straw. It's like, like got 25 loops on it. Yeah, definitely. So Chubby gets his fill, belches, puts his straw away. I don't know if they clean. I don't know if the sanitation was inside <laughs> the spaceship. Should I call the Board of Health? <laughs> do you rinse it? I don't know. Do they use water? Oh, Who knows? God. Maybe they put it through circus peanuts. I don't know. So, um... <laughs> Another fact, too, is like where we saw the farmer earlier in the movie, oh, yeah. where his cocoon is. The smaller cocoon is Pooh Bear. Oh, Sadness. So they're looking f- through to find Debbie, and they find the balloon, and they free her. They, um, Once they free her, she kind of like comes back, too, because she couldn't breathe in the balloon and all this stuff. And can't yeah. blame her. And so as they're kind of hiding, these two clowns come in, and... They're like, we got to get out of here now. Yeah. So they start running, and the clowns are coming after. Dave looks back, and he sh- he gets a couple of them, but he's running out of bullets. And they're going through all these crazy funhouse, like things like the like the tilting bridge. Yeah, like. the tilting bridge, and then they get up to a door, and he's like, Mike, open the door. Another door, another door. Smaller <laughs> and smaller and smaller. And yeah. if you've seen Pee Wee's Big Adventure, yeah. like. This definitely looks like they took a note from Pee-wee's Big Adventure from, like, yeah. Oh, yeah. all the, the nightmares that Pee-wee has. Right. So they get through, and they they end up in this room where this is just this – it's just this giant platform. Right. So they much, figure, yeah. all right, we got to get out of here. Everywhere they go, there's just a bunch of clowns coming in yeah. with weapons, and then they have to run back, go another, and have more clowns. They had up to around 40 clowns in this room at one time. Wow. So they get up to the top, and they're all s- swinging, like, baseball bats with giant, like, not nails in them and Ooh. all sorts of stuff. And then all of a sudden, the ice cream truck comes through playing pop, goes the wheel, crashes through a wall. Yeah. And with the clown head, they're using the PA speaker in the ice cream truck saying, hey, this is JoJo. I command you to leave them alone. And they're like, oh, that's the leader. And so Mike, Dave, and Debbie get off, and they go towards the ice cream truck. And as they do that, all of a sudden the clowns look up, straight up to where the platform was. And then this giant clown, which is actually named JoJo, or Clownzilla as most people know it, gets lowered down to the middle and dun, dun, dun. yes so jojo looks at rips off all the strings off himself and then goes after the ice cream truck so debbie mike and dave they run out but the turnsey brothers look like they run into the back of the truck and then jojo picks up the truck and throws it across the room and it blows up for some reason burst into flames so now that there's three oh, no, of them the and, brothers. yes and then so now that there's three left dave is like you guys leave. And they're like, no, you got to come with us. He's like, no, Mike, get Debbie out of here now. And he's like, I got this. And so Mike and Debbie leave through the opening that the Terenzi brothers made. And Mike, and sorry, Dave starts to lure JoJo away from them in the opposite direction. So he's being the hero. So as they, um, so now as they, uh, exit the, uh, basically where the fun house is now, yep. um, they arrive to a ton of state troopers that have arrived to the scene. So somebody actually got the message and came in. And as they're doing this, all the wires that we talked about that, you know, help power the spaceship, they start 
going into the middle of the spaceship because now it's trying to take off. Yeah. So Dave ends up getting grabbed by Jojo, and he has no more bullets left, and you think it's the end of Dave. So Dave, remembering what happened earlier at the police station, he pulls off his badge and pops the nose of Jojo. He gets dropped, and all of a sudden you see the, the clown ship explode into pieces. Yeah. And now you're thinking, oh, man, we lost the Terenzi brothers. We lost Dave. And then (laughs) all of a sudden you hear the clown car falling down and boom, right in front of him. And Dave pops out of the clown car and they're like, oh, you made it. And, you know, friends reunited. Everyone's hugging. And then out of the top of the vehicle, the Terenzi brothers are like, wow, what a ride. And somehow they still have ice cream (laughs) through through the whole thing. Right. And then they start arguing about who's going to pay for the destroyed ice cream truck that ended up blowing up in a spaceship. Yeah. And they were, like, in the freezer, right? The yeah, they hid in the yeah. freezer. Yeah, they were like, oh, I thought you guys were dead. No, we hid in the freezer. Yeah. It's like, and oh, those like, some strong freezers. Reunited and it feels so good. <laughs> the only thing that I could really point out, too, is that Dave and Debbie are now, like, close huggy and Mike's, like, the third wheel now. I noticed that, bit, too. Yeah. 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 It's, like, subtle, but. Sorry. Oh, yeah. You've been dumped so then now like <laughs> and then the, the fireworks too yeah. like the the spaceship after yeah. it blows up it's like a huge fireworks display looks like a fourth of july fireworks yeah. display and then glitters coming down and like snowing all over them and debbie's like do you think it's over and mike's like yeah sure and then all these pies fall on him like of course that's how you end a clown movie hell yeah uh cue credits and kill a clowns from outer space by the dicky starts playing yay yay and that's the movie so, wow. Now that we're done explaining the whole movie, um what did you guys think for your first all first off impression of the movie? So, it didn't really tickle my fancy that much. Um I don't know if it was because of like it you know, it was a little bit more co- like comedic than I was expecting in a sense. Um and it's, you know, obviously I kind of have been exposed to, like, a little bit different of um, horror movies being the younger one of the our group. But it overall, I definitely thought it was very enjoyable. And then, like you have said, it's not super gory, um, which, you know, can sometimes, like, make it easier for people to kind of get into horror and watch it would be it's a good movie to like watch for beginners um but yeah i i overall like this movie a lot so that's awesome yeah. rob what did you think of the movie i love this movie i have a new favorite um i definitely going to add it to like my top 10 um, so one of them is going to get demoted on my top 10 Ooh. because, well, I watched it with Tony and Tony's mom and usually when I make him watch the, like the movie of the week that we're going to pick, he's like, doesn't give it a rating cause he's not a big horror movie person. He's like, oh, you don't want to know what rating I'm going to give it, but he actually really liked this movie cause it was very entertaining. It was comedic and it was imaginative and clever and very colorful i loved like the all the backdrops and even the special effects considering it was very like grassroots and everything i mean they did a really good job putting this movie together and and i am so excited because like for halloween this year and if if you guys know reanimated rob you know that my birthday is right before halloween i grew up in salem so i love halloween i love 
costume parties. I think I found my costumes. I, I, I think we should do like a thing. I can be a killer clown and maybe Megan can be a cotton candy cocoon. <laughs> and I need a like, yeah, we, we just need some. Chris can pop... be the balloon dog. <laughs> Chris can be the, yeah, Chris can be the balloon dog. <laughs> and then I pop somewhere in the middle of the night. No! There I go. I, I absolutely loved it. I've seen this, like I said, I've seen this movie so many times. Um, back in the old days where HBO and cable were a crazy thing. Yeah. Um, my grandparents, I used to go over there all the time. And one of the things they would wrap up with at the end of the night was watching a couple of movies, either on HBO or Cinemax, whatever ones. And Killer Clowns from Outer Space were on. And even as like a little kid, I thought it was like an enjoyable movie. I thought it was funny. Yeah. But then again, I was like the small kid who for Easter got Creepshow 2 on VHS for Easter. Yeah. Thank you, Easter Bunny. I watched Nightmare Before Christmas on Easter because my cousin Kristen had a VHS copy and I didn't. I used to have it in clamshell, like the old Disney clamshell. I used to have that. I remember when I got that back in 94 or 95. Wow. It came out in 93. 93? Well, the movie did, but so I'm assuming VHS probably 94. Yeah. It took a little longer back then to get yeah. movies onto like a VHS tape. Yeah. So. Yeah. 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 Very so. cool. It's so it's so funny that you guys are talking about what you got for Easter. I remember one year, my brother got like the We Are the World album, like because that was like the huge thing in nineteen eighty four. Dan Aykroyd's on that one. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, with that note, um, I'll give you guys the list of the clowns. But do you want to rate it first? That way we can get that part out of the way sure all right so meg why don't you go first i'm gonna give killer clowns from outer space a 3.5 definitely a movie you should see at least once maybe watch it again Eh, yeah i liked it i thought it was pretty funny and i liked it a lot so yeah but like i said it didn't quite tickle my fancy so that's kind of why why where my rating is at but like you know don't like other people might enjoy it more than i did so yeah yeah, three point five is still a good rating, though. I yeah. think um, for me, like I'm gonna give it a five because I just, I just was we Tony and I when watching this, we laughed a lot. It was just very entertaining, and it was just it was so creative. It was awesome. I love it. Five, five, five. So even though this is one of my favorites, I'm gonna give it a four point five. Uh-huh. I think that's a really good neutral, but yet. You know, yeah. still kind of give it a little more, a little bit of favoritism. Um, I think it deserves more credit than it's gotten. Mm. Um, I think people are really starting to find this movie now. Um, it really deserves a a sequel. Yeah, for sure. Or yes. a continuation. Um, there were a couple of ideas that the Kyoto Brothers had for a sequel. One of them being that. Um, one of the cl- baby clowns that was left behind on Earth that didn't get killed somehow was raised by, like, a traveling, like, circus. And I guess when the clowns come back to, you know, to get revenge or whatever their mission is, the clown has to decide whether it's going to be side with the humans or side with... I love that art. With the, with the, with the clowns. I love that. So I had a, a really weird idea. Like, so the Trenzy brothers hook up with those clown babes and what about if like the clown babes like gave birth to like this killer clown human hybrid (laughs) well that would be cool but i think the clown girls stayed on the ship yeah yeah so toasty um (laughs) 
So with all of our results in, add a little bit of popcorn, a $4,000 gun, maybe some cotton candy, a good puppet show, a burger joint named after a clown that's not McDonald's, <laughs> and you get a rating of 4.3, which nice. is that's super solid, solid rating. What are you going to do with those pies, boys? So uh, a little bit of bonus for you guys here. We're going to talk about the clowns. Like I said, they all have names, believe it or not. Even That's though, awesome. Even though you're not hearing them call names. So uh, I'll try to go through this list as quickly as I can, but not too fast. Um, so Jumbo... Um, he's the one that's also known as Bubbles. He has the green hair with the purple suit. We see him in the police station at mm. the Big Topper. and He's, he's the first. He's kind of the first clown. We, yeah, well, actually, he is the first clown we meet. Chubby, one of the main clowns, has a brother who also wears a green collar named Hefty. Uh, Fatso, um, he also looks like Chubby and also has a twin with a green afro. Ah. Shorty, uh, we know him as the little short guy uh, with the green hair and the yellow suit. He punched off the... The motorcyclist <laughs> head. He's my favorite. Yeah, he's pretty cool. Um, so we have Rudy. Rudy's one of the main clowns as well. Um, he was the first one to detect Mike and Debbie's presence and chased after him and terrifying Mr. Myers, the store owner. Ah. Uh, Magori, who's the brother of Rudy, he only has a small cameo. Um, you see him trying to attack Mike and Debbie at the end of the movie. And oddly enough, he's the main face for the movie. Huh. Hmm. Spiky, one of the most commonly seen clowns. I like uh, Spiky. Oh, yeah, yes. Spiky hair, green suit with stars. He's the one doing the puppet show. Um, Slim, he's also one of the other main clowns. A little heavy. Oh, he is heavy set, but he has a sm the small balloons in his red hair like a mohawk. I think, like, in the sequel, they should bring him back as, like, Slim Shady, and he can do rapping. Oh, God. <laughs> uh, to continue. Chris just got so mad a little bit, in a way. <laughs> Bibbo, he has a yellow mohawk and red, yellow red, red suit. Um, his twin, ha who has a uh, flower pattern suit. Bippo, brother of Bibbo, has a doppelganger named Crinkles and a striped <laughs> suit lookalike twin. Tall's a surveillance guard of the parade clowns. He has a green afro, striped turtleneck, and has two brothers. Tall's also has kind of like um, the Frankenstein bolts coming out, but oh, they're like yeah, they're like yeah. balloons in a way. Um, Storefront has purple hair and a twin named Danny who wears Kilbo's blue suit. Frank, who has a yellow who has yellow afro hair and a bald spot and wears a blue suit with pink stripes, has a twin who wears the storefront suit. Kilbo, he has neon hair with purple stripes. He's one of the ones pushing the vacuum. It looks kind of like up but slicked back a little bit. Oh yeah, yeah. Like he's in a windstorm. Um, Boko, he has yellow afro hair and wears a violet suit with pink stripes, has an identical twin and a balding blonde brother. Joe has rainbow-colored hair and an orange suit. Slumbo has a plaid suit. He's the only one that really wears plaid, and he has very large ears. 
the female clowns, Rosebud and Daisy, who off-screen sexually harassed the Terenzi brothers while Mike <laughs> and Dave were looking for Debbie. The baby killer clowns, long-necked newborns who grow from popcorn. They were painted, planted around by Jumbo, also shot by Ruby earlier. Slam, he has this one fiery tuft red hair in the middle, and he has a red mullet in the back. Uh, you see him towards the end of the movie. Business in the front, party in the back, am I right? That's right. Uh, hell yeah. <laughs> praise <laughs> hell, praise Dale. Um, Bash has a droopy face with green hair that has a yellow stripe through it. Dunk has blue hair, a red suit with white spots, and three body doubles. One with a shaggy red mm. hair, one with Bash's head, one with Tall's head. And he also has a twin with a striped suit. Um, one of them is unnamed. Um, he has pink hair with a bald patch. Ah. Mm. And... Mojo, he's the one driving the large vacuum truck. Oh, that's so we out. see him once. Yeah. And of course, Jojo, known as Clownzilla, he's the biggest clown around. Biggest, baddest King. clown in town. Besides just, Mooney. All right, I had another. <laughs> I had another random thought. So I, I really hope the Terenzi brothers, after this, after having a sexual encounter with those uh, those killer aliens, got tested for sexually transmitted diseases because I wouldn't want them to get. This weird, like, cotton candy chlamydia or something like that. Goodness. (laughs) Ew. (laughs) Ew. Instead of, like, you know, yellow crap coming out of there, that'd be cotton candy. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, no, he's caught the circus peanuts. Oh, God. Good Lord, Rob. I'm warped. We're losing fans as we speak. (laughs) All right. So, before we leave, do you guys have any thanks, any shout outs you want to give? Thank you to everyone who's listening and supporting and being patient with us um, while we, you know, kind of are still fine-tuning in our new setup and whatnot. So thank you so much from the bottom of my heart. Yeah, and um, I'd like to thank Michael Jewer and Gaetano Zanelli over at Gem Properties, uh, Jacob Weisberg for listening. He's a new listener. Um, Michael Goss, John McGeehan, Matt Dean. Christopher Robert Blank, Jimmy Pritchard, and Phil Letourneau. Thank you guys all for listening. And Daniel Gacharna had a fun time hanging out with you last night at the Hop Knot in Manchester. That was a lot of fun. I'd like to thank all of our listeners, new and um, everyone who returns every week or two weeks right now as as it was being to uh, listen to the show. Uh, shout out to everyone at Fall River Tattoo Company in Fall River, Massachusetts. Um, Jay Ski being one of the um, tattoo artists there and owner. Bruce mm. and Nate and everyone else that works there. Um, my friends Brian and Kate. Um, and, yeah, uh, that's all I got. Oh, and the bartender at the Hopknot. Thanks for listening. I didn't oh, – do you yes. know his name? I'm so sorry. <laughs> Um, not off the top of my head, but no, thank you. Yes, we will catch up with you, I'm sure, at some point. Yes. Yes. Yeah, thank you for hosting Abel's event. Even though I'm no longer with that company, like, it was still good to see everybody. And I'm so, I'm part-time, so. Okay. But yeah. But yeah. <laughs> it was fun. Monster yeah. Talk Group made an appearance last night, so it was awesome. And I'm sure we're forgetting somebody. I think Christopher Robert Blank. Did I say Jimmy Pritchard at Cafe Pringles and Steve Ingalls? Hi. Now you did. <laughs> now you did. Uh, yeah. <laughs> All right, so as he said, we're still working the kinks here. Um, so thank you guys for hanging on. Uh, remember to tell your friends about the podcast. Um, rate us. Please give us a five, if, of course, if we deserve it. Or tell us what we could do better. Uh, you can always email us at themonstertalkpodcast at gmail.com. 
Um, we are uh, Monster Talk NH on Twitter. Um, you can find us on Instagram, Facebook, and we're on a whole bunch of different streaming platforms, including Spotify. So follow us for yeah. updates on Woo. new episodes. You'll get alerts on that. Um, of course, we're on Anchor, um, Apple, all the majors. So thank you guys. So make sure to subscribe, follow, and rate. So that helps us out a lot. Please and thank you. I was excited that when I actually typed our podcast name into uh, where I work now, um, one of the guys was like, oh, you do a podcast? I'm like, yeah. He's like, oh, type it in. And I typed in Monster Talk Podcast, number one. Yes. First stop. So Yay. thank you, guys. That that Little things like that are so makes much. us happy and makes our day. Thank so. you. All right. So signing off, this is Christopher from the Black Lagoon. And reanimator Rob. And Mag the Mortician. We'll see you guys the next time we release a podcast episode. <laughs> this has been Monster Time.